ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Whoa! Hey! It did the thing. Wow. All right, cool. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Dave Willemowski. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know? As usual, yeah, work's good, life's mm-hmm. good. Took my kid, uh, he had a, a Boy Scout thing, and we went rappelling down. Like, well, I didn't go, but he went, and they had to make their own harnesses, and I got to learn a few knots. So, to... Ooh, nobody oh. gives a shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how you doing, Alan? I'm, no, I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm feeling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like feeling that. a little bit older than I was this time last week. You are a little bit older. Happy I birthday. Am. Oh, thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm 30 years old. Yeah. I turned 30 for the eighth time. Oh, that ain't so bad. I, so, so I've been 30, and then I've been 37 more times after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what actually, what happened <laughs> is um, got some new neighbors across the street. Uh, but dude, bros, they're all like roofers, and they're you know, it's hot this time of year. They're all coming home, cracking open some brewskis. They said, "Hey, man." come come have a drink with us and i was like hey guys how's it going and they're like oh we're there told me their name I, I don't remember their name i don't give a shit but yeah. they asked me who i was and all that and what i do and all that stuff and i was like hey i i i, I make videos in my apartment and then <laughs> they thought that was pretty cool um yeah, yeah but ju- just solo work you know what i'm saying and uh, actually with a guy i know from the internet um and they thought they wanted me to go like go go out boozing with them. I'm like, I, I'm a little too old for that, guys. You should find some guys your age do that. And they're like, Well, how old are you? And I was like, Huh, how old do you think I am? And they're like, Well, I just we just figured you're our age, like 23, 24. And I said, Oh, really? that's correct. Hit the, hit the I, oh, pull, oh, hit yeah. the ding, but yeah, I am 24 years old. That's right. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna let them live in a fantasy world where I'm 24. That's neat. Yeah, you should have gave him a fake name too. I did. Oh, I, I said my name was Dave Wolomowski. So, oh, oh no, yeah, because oh, it, okay. it, it it's it's better that it's like it's it's a it's a half truth. It is a name. It's not a fake name. It's no, just it's not my name. name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, thoughts and prayers to our friends down in Florida right now who are get, who are bracing themselves for Hurricane Ian as we speak. Do we have a picture of Hurricane Ian? Yeah. Yeah, that's you know what that kind of looks like. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, it's it's racist. <laughs> it, it is racist. You think it would be pointed closer to Miami if it was racist, but that being oh. near here there. Um, but actually, we have breaking news. The trajectory of the storm has changed. It's no longer aimed right at Central Florida. Good news, guys. Governor Ron DeSantis has aimed Hurricane Ian at Martha's Vineyard. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Take that, commies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, if, if you suddenly find yourself, all joking aside, if you suddenly yeah. find yourself in the path of some severe weather, um, we actually have some hurricane preparedness tips from our president, Joe Biden. Take a look at this. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane 
or natural disaster hits. Hmm. I it, thought never, water, it, maybe? Yeah, get vaccinated from inclement weather. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that Christ, these people. Just misses you. Have you seen, like, I, I don't know, like, I'm kind of a big weather buff. Do you like, do you like weather? Like, have you, this, Dave, let me tell you this. Th this is how you can tell if you're an honorary Southerner and you can come back yeah. and visit us again. Here in the South, whenever they, because we're in Tornado Alley, right? Whenever they say that there's going to be a tornado and you should seek shelter, we all go out on our porches to look for it. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you guys, you, you do that? Well, it's, it's really rare that we have a tornado, but um, yeah, if, if, if I get a warning, I'm going to go outside and peek around a little bit. You know, but yeah. thunderstorms, snowstorms, I love to be outside and just watch it roll in. Yeah, like I'm I'm interested to see it. Like I don't I don't always get to see a you know, like category five hurricane. I wanna like, <laughs> you know, take a take a look at it. Um, but have you seen all these pictures that people are posting about I'm learning things. I'm learning that apparently mm -hmm. when a hurricane like stalls out in the ocean before it reaches the coast, it mm -hmm. sucks up all the water. And then the people like on the beaches and at your local like rivers and stuff, the tide goes way down because all the water's out there in the storm. Have you seen that? In the air. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a couple pictures. I got some friends. Yeah, it sucks all the water. It's like they should have named that thing Hurricane Kamala. It's, it's oh, amazing. My. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of powerful women, congratulations are in order to Georgia Maloney. I th I'm, I'm going to, I think it's Georgia. I don't know. They're Italian. We're just going to call it Georgia. It's <laughs> like our Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Maloney <laughs> elected the first female prime minister of Italy. It really Ooh. makes you wonder when America is finally going to catch up and elect a strong-willed, intelligent, blonde white woman to be our <laughs> nation's leader when there's so many obviously qualified candidates. Take a look at one right here. Well, that's not going to... Honey, that's not going to read. Oh. Oh. What is she doing? She's in her shot. No, she's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, she said it on the... <laughs> Why is she so afraid to get so close? Okay. Here we go. She got it. She got it on the right side this time. Oh. <laughs> right there. Somebody needs to come get their woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, yeah, just just sit that there. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, just leave. She just oh. She's measuring the distance. Right okay, there you go. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. She's got it. Where is she going? She's doing it. <laughs> All right, that's attempt number three. Oh. Oh, no gas oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> At the distance now. Did you hear him? Oh, there she found the gas tank. <laughs> I mean, it's on the correct That's side. That's the right side. That's the correct side. She's got the gas tank. She did. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Right there. Yeah. Are right, you got it? Oh. No. Yes. Yes. Okay, she has it. She literally had it encircled around. <laughs> that guy's judging her so hardcore. Is it the worker? Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Holy cow. No, what, what, are you, what are you doing, Dave? Holy shit. Dave, what button. are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I we were having that. This was going to be like an all-time great monologue until that moment. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> well. Uh, and finally, in the news this <laughs> evening... 
There's been a lot of controversy, especially in some of the elections leading into the midterms, about who is and isn't soft on crime. Now, me personally, I am someone that is in favor of reintegrating offenders into society because it look if they've if they've paid their dues, then they're square with the yeah. house again, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. like if somebody is so dangerous they can't be in society, then you can't just let them in and out. But if they've paid their dues, if they've mm-hmm. truly been like, you know, it, they've, Re- they've found the error of the, yeah. their ways and they've, you know, they, they've got to figure out a way to reintegrate people. Like you can't like, you know how hard it is for felons to like get a job and, oh yeah, uh, you know, they, they can't like vote, can't have a gun, mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. Um, and so the magazine Vice did this special about sex offenders and how they reintegrate into society and how hard it is dealing with things like the registry list and all that stuff. But we're going to skip right to the end because I feel like we need to end tonight's monologue on some like positive news, you know? So let's, yeah. let's t- take a look at one of the success stories right here. Like, we all out here in this world and we all got to make it happen and ain't nothing stopping me. So like, yeah. I'm very hopeful and confident. Hell yeah, brother. That's right. After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. <laughs> yeah, got to make it happen, Captain. Oh man. Well, you know, it's really uh it's really hard to get back to normal. I mean, uh-huh. you would if you could. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I was going to make a Brett Favre oh, yeah. joke, but we've already no. we've already done enough Brett Favre. Uh, guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away. show everybody let me tell you about tonight's sponsor which is pat crest botanicals which you can find at patcrestbotanicals.com if you use promo code it's too late you get 30 percent off your order that's insane yeah it's 30 percent off it's kind of ridiculous i actually have a, They're a out of sample this is the blue dream with delta can we get a can we get a shot of this yeah it's yeah <gasps> Okay, is this the blue dream? It helps you go to sleep. I've used this personally. Boy, I'm I'm out. Like you know how hard it is for me to like turn off the old noggin at night. Oh yeah. <laughs> this will do it for you or perhaps a young lady you're entertaining. I mean, you know, I've been watching that Jeffrey Dahmer show. Apparently that's uh, Anyway, that's this oh. is Pat Crest Botanicals, which you can find at patcrestbotanicals.com. Promo code It's too late. You think uh you think you think 
Michael over there at Pat Chris Botanicals appreciates us equating their product with Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's a it's a hit it's a hit show on Netflix. I'm just trying to yeah catch Michael the wave. Weidel. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna go somewhere. Uh, <laughs> hey Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for meme of the week. When you buy a bag of potato chips, and oh when my. you open the bag, you understand. Yeah. Dave's just just fixated. Oh. Yeah, it's no, it's hey, no, it's fun. Um, now we have our thumbnail for tonight's episode. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Excuse me, sir. We're looking for a serial rapist. Hmm. All right, I'll do it. Oh, <laughs> I like. I like the nights where it seems like there's a theme. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's better answer the viewer mail before we get deplatformed. It's coming. <laughs> kind of like uh, that guy from the Vice article. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Aaron Kittner, who writes, Dear Alan and Dave, I feel bad for Aaron because his job is to be the Twitch mod, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He, had, he didn't have much modding to do on Twitch these days. Yeah, he, he doesn't know yeah. what to do. Yeah, we're, I think we're back in a couple of weeks. I mean, either Ooh. they're going to hear our appeal or we'll just be unbanned in two weeks because it's over. So it's one or the other. <laughs> uh, I hear your appeal and then give you more time. Yeah, they will. <laughs> it actually does say in there to, to not spam the appeal process. And I'm like, shut up, faggots. Anyway, um, <laughs> what is a band or artist you like or dislike that most people don't agree with your opinion? Beatles isn't a valid response because oh. that meme is overplayed. Yeah, I was gonna say Beatles. God damn it! <laughs> I don't hate them, but I, I didn't I say I hate them. I, I just don't think yeah. they're all that great. People lose their shit over the Beatles. Yeah. Like she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ooh, you know, <laughs> really groundbreaking Ouch. stuff here. Um, Dave, do you do you have a do you have a controversial music opinion? Um, I don't like. I don't. I know they're popular. I don't know if people really like them, but I like. I tried to like Pearl Jam, like because it felt cool to like Pearl Jam, but they, they suck. They're boring. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I always tell people like one of my favorite bands is Lost Lonely Boys, and most people tell me who they don't even know who Lost Lonely Boys are. Yeah, and then yeah. or they know like their one hit song they had on the radio, and I'm like. If you liked that one song, you could take five seconds to see if you like any of the other songs <laughs> that that what's, they have. What's the one song? Uh, Heaven. Okay. It, it will play it in the after party. We can't do it All now because right. then we'll, yeah. we'll be we'll be down to like two platforms. Then um, Andrew Avery writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, are Russian nesting dolls full of themselves? Mm. They have personalities." You know, you know, our friend, uh, our friend Celeste sent me a picture the other day. Remember how uh, a week or two ago we were talking about how uh, Geppetto from Pinocchio is a pedophile? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's being played by Tom Hanks, which is kind of ironic there. And so hmm. uh, she showed me some Russian nesting dolls where the different ones were the different characters in Pinocchio. And, of course, oh. Pinocchio's the biggest doll. And inside, inside Pinocchio is Geppetto. Weird. It's been staring us in the face this whole time. 
kind of like that producer from Vice seeing checking her messages. Um, <laughs> Eric Eli writes, good, good job, Andrew. Way to have a relevant pun. Uh, Eric Eli writes, dear Alan and Dave, if you were in Florida right now, would you begin preparing your hurricane party? Have you seen that a lot of people, actually, I only got to experience one hurricane when I was living down in Florida. We only had one. And I and it was then that I learned that apparently it's a really big deal down there to have hurricane snacks. Like yeah, everyone rushes to, like because because that's what they talk that's what they call it. Like they don't call it stocking up, you know, for yeah. emergency. They call it hurricane because what ends up happening is is that it ends up not being an emergency, and now you have all this extra mm -hmm. food, you know. Yeah. Um, what would what would be your go to hurricane snack? Oh man. I mean, I'd, I'd probably try to be a little bit functional about it, so I'd get like granola bars or something, something with a lot of protein, mm -hmm. just just in case I do need it. But otherwise, it's something I'm going to use anyways. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this, Anna Kaola, that I I'm sharing the story. So we go to the store like the night before the big hurricane hits. This was 2017, I think, towards mm -hmm. the later part of that year, and she gets a shopping cart full of bottled water and you know like. Like canned goods, like you know, like canned pastas and raviolis and stuff like that, and you know, like milk and cereal and bread and all that kind yeah. of stuff, like peanut butter, jelly, that sort of thing. Uh, shop. I mean, just loaded up the trunk with stuff. I got one of those cans of nacho cheese. Oh, that's it. No chips. I forgot the chips. <laughs> Just got the cheese. <laughs> that was We're it. Having nacho cheese sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I, so I had some nacho cheese. That's it. So I'm, I'm kind of like. Uh, so you can call me a prepper, I guess. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm pretty much Suzanne Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Justin Campbell writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, this is taken from. Apparently, he's got this party game called Most Likely to dot dot dot." So apparently it's a oh. party game where you you go around and you ask mo who's most likely to do the thing on the card. So he's he's we're we're playing a game. Who's most likely to pee outside when there's a bathroom available? Oh. So I guess it's between you and me. Between me and Dave, who's most likely to pee outside when there's a bathroom <laughs> readily available? I'm kind of interested in your answer. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's you. Okay, yeah, it is me. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I grew up in, in the county, you know, I was out in the woods the whole time. Plus, I, I like to drink, so sometimes it just, yeah, I don't care. Sometimes the mood just takes you. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, have a couple oh, okay. drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I like how Ryan says Dave. Yeah, everybody's, everybody <laughs> says Dave. The the person most likely to have an, a uh, urinary event is Dave. <laughs> event. All right. <laughs> Justin, that was good. We should we should actually play that game sometime. You you guys play yeah. games. You should look into that. It's called um, most like who's most likely oh, to. Oh, I'm gonna write that down because yeah, actually who's a really good who's idea. most likely to? Yeah, we're that's Maybe why we'll do I, that Friday. I only do this show to help write notes for Liberty Late Night. Yeah, yeah. And when I asked Dave for <laughs> notes for it's too late, he says, "Well, if it's gonna do notes, I do for my own show." Fuck yeah. you, Dave. If I was actually going to work on a show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keith McQuarrie writes, Dear Alan and Dave, If cost were no object, 
What kind of vehicle would you drive? Dave, cost is no object. What's your go-to vehicle? It'd probably be one of those those big BMWs. I think I said this before, but yeah, I, I want something like comfy and, and big. I, I'm i not into like the, the foreigns and all the sports cars and stuff like that. I'll kill myself in that. I just yeah. want something big enough yeah. to fit me and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, see, I used to, like, if you had asked me if maybe a few years back this question, I would have probably said, like, I don't know, like a Dodge Viper GT or something. Something I'm going to kill yeah. myself in. Yeah, yeah. exactly so. <laughs> um, but now now that now that I'm the ripe old age of 37, I realize I want one of those, like, big luxury sedans where yeah. you, can just, you can just take a nap and the car just takes you to your destination yeah. and you can, like, get up and go to the study and read some books and... <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I tell you what, I, I wish I had, I wish we had this. I wish we had one of those huge, like, RVs, like one of those modern RVs that's, like, yeah. bigger than a tour bus, and it has, like, a full-size mm -hmm. bathroom and kitchen and bedroom and all that stuff in it, and we'll just, like, build a makeshift studio in there, and we'll tour the country um, making podcasts. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Take take a look at that. What was that? Oh, let me bring that back. Hold on a second. What is um, that? That is a Bentley. That's what oh, I was yeah. thinking of. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Keith, there we are. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna grab a I think one. we both agree. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be... We'll be pulling that behind our RV, the Bentley. Oh, there you go. Yeah, towing it yeah. behind. And have somebody um, else drive the RV. I don't want to do that either. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> Maybe Keith will, though. There we go. Okay. Keith seems like yeah, the kind of guy. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who can like get it together, so he'll also drive the RV. All right. Uh, Tim Wysong writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, you have you have won a one week vacation giveaway from some local radio station. With the kicker, you may only go somewhere within one hour of where you currently live. Where are you vacationing? Where are you one guys hour. going, Dave, for like a like a getaway? I didn't see this one." What what the um, hell is that, Dave? Oh, what are you that's doing? Still that. What? There we go. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Ruining the magic. Um, yeah. Oh, you should have showed hour. everybody your credit card and social security <laughs> number, and it's all up there now. Our um, private chat where you constantly use racial epithets towards me. And... Oh, what's the name of that place? It's it's I think it's towards New York or something. It's like something on the lake, but it's 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 like this little camping type village. I can't think of it, but yeah, it'd, it'd be camping on the lake because that, that, that'd be like within an hour. Okay, so so quick update. Carl says he'll drive because that's what he does for a living anyway. So Carl's driving the RV. Oh, yeah. Um, He's used to driving those big. Yeah. Mary got uh, Geneva on the lake. So is that within one hour of where you guys are? I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Even. Okay, because it'd be really sad if it's like an hour and seven minutes and you guys have to vacation like at a rest stop. I, I lose the lose yeah. everything um man i mean the only like big destination within an hour of where i am is nashville and it's like i've i mean i've been there so you know like... <laughs> yeah. yeah did that <laughs> yeah i mean nashville's the place you go for a specific event like maybe you're gonna go see a game or a concert more likely than not a concert but like mm. i don't know what i would do for a whole week in nashville i mean just get a really than... nice hotel and don't leave it yeah, I mean, you you mostly just do drugs and alcohol for a week in Nashville, I guess. <laughs> That's about it. 
Um, I mean, if you're like an outdoorsy type and you want to go like hunting or fishing, there's a ton of places you can go. Mm. Maybe oh, I yeah. can find somewhere within an hour of here to hunt the most dangerous game. That's actually also Nashville, though. We can just do that in yeah, Nashville. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on the other side of the tracks. So uh, Lyle Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave, how much does it cost to fill up a tank of electricity in your area? Um, actually, oh. Lyle, this is this for real. In my immediate area, we don't even have any of those things, like like the battery charging stations for electricity. Yeah. We don't even have those here. I think I might have seen one at a hotel. Like I've that. like sometimes I'll see people driving around in, in Teslas and stuff, and I'm like, where are they going? There are none here. You have to go. Hope you have it's not to go, too far. Yeah, you you have to go up to like like Franklin or something or Nashville to get those. They don't have those here. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously, no, if you own one at home, you can get one of those home charging stations. But we don't have them around. Yeah. So gas is down though. Gas is down to like three nineteen. I don't know what it is up there. Not that low. Can't remember what it was last. Couldn't tell you. This is riveting fucking entertainment, isn't it? It is. When we just talk about, what's gas like up there? Yeah. Where are y'all going? How about, this, how about this weather? Yeah. It is It is. <laughs> it is. not hot. How not hot is it? <laughs> Mary knows. Okay. Um, Darren Neal writes, Dear Alan and Dave, Of all of the generations still alive, which has collectively done the most harm to liberty? Okay, so I'm not I'm not yelling at you, Darren. I'm just <laughs> saying, just in general, these questions are are bait. Because first of all, <laughs> you literally have the word collectively in the question, and I don't think in mm. collective terms. I think in individualist terms. So even though we all know the answer is boomers, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be nice and not say boomers are. Yeah. the most responsible because you can't just take a whole group of people and say you guys are collectively to blame for x because there's individuals who are mostly to blame for x right yes definitely and then yeah. it's all of those individuals like like <laughs> even though there's certain individuals that all look the same that only make up like 10% of the okay um Brian Johnson writes dear Alan Dave what was the second job you ever had? Dave, not your first job. What was your oh. second job? Um second job. I'm pretty sure it was Kmart. I was a I was a stock boy at Kmart. Worked back oh. in the shipping area. Yeah, receiving. Oh, they, so they kept they kept you out of sight then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean every once in a while I'd take a box out and set it to whoever sets up the shelves. I actually got mugged carrying a box of uh, Hot Wheels. Not really mug mug, but he's like, can can you set that down and let me go through that right now? I thought that was weird. Those guys um, are crazy. My second job was actually working at a radio station. That makes sense. Yeah, WKOM. Uh, yeah, so I actually was the guy that would come in and run the uh, UT games and stuff on the weekends. Neat. Like if you're listening to the college football game on the radio and then... Because there's two different sets of commercials. There's the local commercials, and then there's yeah. like the national commercials. And so all the national stuff is just coming off of a big like satellite feed, right? But the local stuff mm-hmm. you have to pop in there because if you don't, then there's just dead air. 
Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, I worked at a I worked at a radio station. It was really cool. But that that was that was far enough back in time that like they had computers, but actually like most things still ran monologue, and a lot of stuff was still running off of carts that like were shoved mm-hmm. into slots and played little tapes, and you had to like you know turn the volume up on that, turn the volume yeah. down on the national broadcast, oh, and then turn yours down, turn the national broadcast up. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool, but. Thank thank God it's it's updated now to the point that you just click a button, you know. Yeah. On a totally random talk at all? Uh oh no, they don't want you doing that. Like <laughs> they don't want you doing that. I mean, I was only like sixteen. They didn't want some sixteen oh. year old dude who's banging his girlfriend <laughs> in the back to have the microphone turned on. Like they don't they don't want that. No uh, point. Yeah. Then I wind up like that guy on Vice. Um, uh, excuse me this is not Mary this is from D3 D3 asks dear Alan and Dave oh, excuse me dear Alan and dad he doesn't he when he starts calling you Dave that's how you know he doesn't respect you anymore so it's yeah. it's dear Alan and dad do you have a favorite tie oh. do you have a favorite tie well I mean I guess it would be the Bills tie that I have I like yeah. that one it's, yeah, it's the yeah. only one that stands out. The rest of them are just, you know, normal ties. I like this one. goes I with like this that. orange shirt, which I also like. Yeah, yeah. that's a good tie. Um, I have I have several different, like, I have a couple of different, like, ties for each different, like, color shirt and, like, vest combination that I have. My favorite oh, yeah. one is I have a black, orange, and white one that I try to wear every single episode that we have someone from the Tenth Amendment Center on. Now you know that funny little insider oh. baseball thing that whenever whenever attack is on i'm wearing the orange and white tie um yeah that's probably my favorite i, I also had like a blue one with like little white diamond prints on it that i, I really like that tie it looks very professional but i only mm-hmm. wore it with my gray suit and white shirt and that's my fat suit i can't wear it anymore it looks <laughs> like i'm wearing my dad's suit now if i wear it so i gotta do something i got i, I need an i need a new suit Nothing fits anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So support the show. Yeah, right? We, like, look, if we can't raise enough money for the suit, we're definitely not going to raise enough money for the RV and the... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Aim aim for the eagle. Aim for the eagle? Yeah, isn't that aim for the eagle? You should wait till your son's a little bit older before you're... Oh. Yeah. And finally tonight, Mary Lynn Willimowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave... Oh. Have you ever had fondue? Dave, why won't you get this woman some fondue? <laughs> I swear that we've had fondue before. Like we had we I think we had some little fondue pot like in our first apartment I'm thinking. This could be a dream, but I, I don't I don't think it was a fountain, it was just a little pot. So I'm pretty it, sure I had fondue before. Isn't it just a pot of cheese? Yeah, yeah you dip things in cheese. Yeah. So how is that different than just just nachos. It's fancier. You dip like different oh. things in it. Is Mary a hipster? She can be, but not really, no. Mm. We'll have to ask her. Yeah. <laughs> Get to guys, the bottom of this. Oh, Mary, no, Mary says it was chocolate. You guys had a chocolate fondue oh, instead of a okay. cheese one because you guys okay. love diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that the diabetes guy, um, he's dead now, 
But when he what? was alive, oh. yeah, he, he died years ago. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think he died of diabetes, <laughs> though. Anyway, uh, he had the same birthday as me. Neat. Yeah. Wilford Brimley and me and Avril Lavigne all have the same birthday. The trifecta. Yeah. We're basically the same person, <laughs> me and Avril Lavigne and Wilford Brimley. Never seen you in the same room. Certainly haven't. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to be back to talk about all this Nord Stream pipeline news and what it could mean for the future right Ooh. after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Wow, Dave took a lot of estrogen during the commercial break. No, no, my bad. No, we're joined by the one and only Mary Lynn Willemowski. Mary, how are you doing? Hi, I'm well. I got new glasses today, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited that you could be here because we, we have a very cheerful segment coming up, and so I'm glad you could take part in it. Um, but before we do that, guys, let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor. That's Tennessee Hot Sauce, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. I've actually got some right here. Check this out. This is this is the ginger jalapeno. Mm. Check this out over here on the side. Ginger jalapeno is personable. It is. So if you don't want to have if you don't want to have an event, then you eat (laughs) the ginger jalapeno, which you can get at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which is tnhotsauceco.com. Dot com. Uh, awesome. You guys met Danny from Tennessee Hot Sauce Company and tried his different hot sauces yes. and stuff. Yeah. I'm glad you guys could be here to testify to that, that I don't just make these things up. Like, I didn't print that out <laughs> and just slap it on some Tabasco. This is real life. Your fake sponsors. Chris Chris talked to him and got to eat oh, yeah. the hot sauces, too. Yeah. He enjoyed it. Chris is, Chris is y'all's guy who just tries everything, right? Like, he's not afraid to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That, that's good. That's the opposite of how most little kids are, where it's like, you know, they want McDonald's. <laughs> they don't want they don't want yeah, anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they grow up to be Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, this segment's not about Wilfred Brimley. So, all right. So, anyway, you might have seen, well, first of all, before we get to the serious stuff, this week was my birthday. This is the yes. fifth Happy birthday birth- I've had while doing this godforsaken show. Um, do we have a picture of me for my birthday oh yeah yeah there he is I swear to god that's me Yeah, I swear to god it is I've been told that that's me by your handlers that was your backstory yeah the the people who claim to be my family told me that that's me when I'm when I was little Uh, did you notice notice how like my hair was like sandy blonde Mm -hmm. yeah that's weird and I was all like bright eyed and optimistic now just just cold and dark mm. yeah 
Yeah. Side. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say. Thanks, Mary. Um, we're going to talk a little bit. You, you guys might have seen the news. This whole Nord Stream pipeline leak thing. Uh, we actually have a picture of it right here. Take a, take a look at this is what was circulating over the news from everybody. So what that is oh. is that that is gas that is coming out of the Nord Stream pipelines that have apparently been sabotaged. Now, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say that we know for absolutely certain that that is the case. But these pipelines are not like, you know, these are not like your pipes in your toilet running across the floor of the ocean. These are enormously, enormously huge and powerful pipelines with something like mm. like a couple of inch thick steel and then supported by like another few inches of concrete or something crazy like that. There are these, these huge pipes running underground. Uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline actually wasn't even pumping anything. That's been shut down ever since the, the event in Ukraine. Um, but I believe the Nord Stream 1 pipeline was still pumping gas, and that's what you see uh, barreling out into the ocean right there. Oh. Now, this raises some very interesting questions. Some reports, particularly from European nations in and around the Baltic Sea, have said it does not appear to, there's just no way this was an accident. It appears that it was sabotage. Now, oh. Dave, if you and I decided we were going to sabotage the Norm Stream pipeline, that might prove to be a little bit more challenging than our skills can possibly, you know, require. Because you'd have to get yeah. down to the floor of the sea and then crack That's through true. this industrial <laughs> pipeline in multiple places, by the way. Mm. Um, so there's, there's more than a few people, official state people from various countries around the globe saying this was sabotage we know that for a fact it's just a matter of who could have done it this isn't a simple mm. terrorism act you know al-qaeda al no, doesn't have a submarine <laughs> no i don't think so they're not going down to <laughs> they certainly don't have one in the baltic sea they're not going down there to sub so so how did this come to be now some people in the western press are already saying it must have been putin Vladimir Putin did it. This was all some sort of Russian scam to hurt Europe even more with the upcoming winter season. Now, guys, it's Russia's pipeline that is controlled by Germany so that the gas is going from mainland Russia into Germany to supply the rest of Western Europe with energy. It's Russia's pipeline. They make money from selling energy to other countries. Why would Russia bomb their own pipeline? Especially, by the way, that if their goal was to shut the pipeline down, they could just turn it off because it's yeah. theirs. They, they have <laughs> they the have valves. The they could just turn yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing is, is that, well, it, it belongs, I guess, technically to Germany because that's where the pipeline is heading to. And I think it's, it's going through like some Danish territorial waters and, and this, that, and the other. And Poland's involved as well. And there's a lot of talk about... Well, when you're trying to get down to the bottom of something like this, you know, let's 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 put our detective caps on. We 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 think about opportunity, and you'd have to be someone with some serious resources to be able to pull this off at all. But you also think of motive, right? Motive plus opportunity. So, who benefits from doing this? Who who could threaten to do it in the first place? I want you to take a look at this first clip right here from American President Joe Biden in response to what would happen if Russia invades Ukraine. Take a look. If Russia invades, uh, that means 
tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's hard not to read between the lines right there, right? But if you, think, <laughs> if you think that's just a fluke from old Dementia Joe just speaking out of turn, because goodness knows he's made a lot of statements recently yeah. where the official White House then corrects him, corrects him, corrects the president <laughs> on what he meant to say. Here's Secretary of State Victoria Newland. Listen to this. Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. One way or another. Those were her words. One way or another. What does that mean? <laughs> and so you fast forward to now, and the pipeline's been Weird. sabotaged, and methane gas is pouring into the Baltic Sea. I don't know. Again, I'm going to let the viewers reach their own conclusions on this one, but yeah. I, I'm certainly willing to say that if you're thinking about things like opportunity, motive, a lot of those tend to point in the direction of the United States. And you have people in West in the West pointing their fingers at Russia, which again, the motive, the opportunity just, just doesn't make a lot of sense there. So then you start to ask questions like, well, who, who benefits? Like if you were going to do this, who would pay you to do it? Like who would benefit from this having taken place? Now, of course, one of the biggest competitors to uh, energy reaching Western Europe just recently launched. And I think that was actually going through Poland, which they're trying to shove into uh to NATO, by the way. Funny how that works mm. out. Uh, at the same time that the Nord Stream pipelines are now out of commission. This is also happening at the same time where you have the whole of Europe hoping, betting on a mild winter. They're betting on a mild winter because they know that there's going to be shortages of energy. There's going to be rationing. Uh, we've already seen the reports of utility prices spiking eight, nine, ten times the normal cost. And we ain't in winter yet, folks. Wait a few months. Then we'll see what those prices look like. I named tonight's episode our Ferdinand moment because that was something that was really going through my mind when I saw this coming up in the news. As soon as I saw the I reports... That reference. I, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. It, Something that immediately popped into my mind when I saw all this Nord Stream uh, sabotage news coming coming up was if World War III were to kick off sometime in this next generation, this is one of the things that we will look back on. Historians will look back in that lead up to war and they'll point at this moment and they'll say, this was a needless and dangerous provocation of one side against another that ultimately led to violence. Which then brings us to something else that I kind of wanted to talk about uh, to wrap up the show tonight, which is there's radical feminists out there that think that your daughter should serve and should be drafted if your sons can be drafted. And here we are, people like us thinking, well, 
the draft is slavery. So how about instead of my daughter being drafted, we just don't draft any of my children. Yeah. I really wanted to talk to you guys because your 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 children are still very young. And we're very fortunate that there is no draft right now. And hopefully there never will be again. Hopefully there'll be never be a reason for the state to say we need more cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. But you see stuff like that in the news and you can't help but think, what are they doing? What are they doing? All this gamesmanship, they call it. Uh, one side or the other saying, well, we won't be afraid to, to use nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah, well, we wouldn't be afraid to either. Some people were calling out uh, Russian officials for saying that they wouldn't be afraid to use nuclear weapons if fired upon. And they were saying that they were the ones being provocative. Wait, they're the ones being provocative for saying, if you nuke us, we'll nuke you back? How about you don't threaten to nuke them in the first place? And then maybe there would be... Cool. You, we can only hope that cooler heads prevail. I see D three saying draft question mark in the in the in the comments. Don't worry, D three, you'll find out. Um, I, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> but for folks like you guys, you have th- three young children. One not quite as young as he used to be, but and the two older ones being boys. Mm-hmm. Is this stuff that you guys think about? Of well, what are we going to do if our young ones are teenagers and they're just we're just trying? You know, they're getting ready to grad graduate high school. They're thinking about the rest of their lives, and you start seeing in the news, "Hey, here's your number. You need to register." What do you guys think about that? I don't like to think about that. I'll lose my sh- <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna hope cooler heads prevail. I don't yeah. know what you do about that. No. I don't want any of my kids being drafted. Go to Canada? Is that what you do? Girls or boys? I don't, you know, I don't care. No one should be forced into that. That's garbage. And I will, Nightmare will come out. Yeah, she always threatens to cut (laughs) off fingers. I'll cut everybody's fingers off. Can't shoot a gun. (laughs) Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience, that's painful. (laughs) Well, I... Whatever it takes. No, no, no. I'm not going to let the government steal my children. I mean, it's definitely one of those things, right, where a, a topic we covered on the show back in the old days was where you draw your line in the sand. And I try not to... I try not to carry myself as if I have all the answers that this is what you should think. This is where your line should be. I'd rather people... Like, that's that's a conclusion you have to draw for yourself, right? Like, maybe my line in the sand is, is if I can't get banana nut Cheerios, then I bomb the federal building. Maybe your yeah. line in the sand is a little <laughs> bit further, a little bit further than mine. Yeah. Uh, they were so good, though. Um, but I, I, and this was a question a lot of people were asking right at the onset of the whole lockdown mandate era that we went in. That if they say, hey, you need to bring your children to this address, we're going to pump them up full of drugs. Is that the line? Would you draw the line there? If yes, great. If no, would the line be, "Hey, here's your number. Oh, you're they they called your number on the on the TV, Davey. So anyway, there's there's the bus that goes to the camp. It's it. Where do you draw the line? I when they mess, you know, like tried for, like forcing that on my kids. You know, I mean, if they were to say like you have to get your kid vaccinated. Or you know, like you have to do this, you know. I really, I would need to think about where we were, we would go, <laughs> because I'm so not obviously it's let not them... a free country anymore. Yeah, but where would you go? And I have like no Mexico, idea. But I'm not gonna just be like, okay, go ahead, and definitely don't take my children to war 
because you decided you felt like going to war. You know, send your own kids. Yeah, right. There's enough politicians. They can send their own kids, send their families. You know, if they believe in it so much, they can do that themselves. Well, it's it's. I see some people talking in chat about how, you know, in the past, people have said, well, we would just we would have our passports in order and we would try to we would try to be proactive and we thought if it was going to get that bad we'd leave the country but obviously if your answer is leave the country then it's like okay but where yeah. where are you where are you going i know you guys are obviously closer to the northern border maybe i'm a bit closer to the southern border but with the way canada is looking in the trudeau yeah. era is that yeah. where you're going to go is that better no i no no, where is there to go? That's, that's, the that's what I was thinking. That's what when they had those uh the, underground. <laughs> They're gonna do the mandates for for work, and everybody's like, not everybody, but it's like I'm I'm just gonna quit or whatever, or let them fire me. And it's like, where are you gonna go? Even then, I maybe start your own business. That ain't easy, but eventually they're gonna get you. So even if you go to Canada, that I don't think that's a good option. Mexico. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not but that's why we're building a wall, though. Oh yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not letting them take the kids to war, though. Yeah. You know, like, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, because that's that's ultimately the kicker is I, I saw there was an interesting poll uh, that was con conducted on Twitter the other day where people were asking if if this came to fruition, if if all of these events, if we're if we are witnessing the build up to war before our very eyes, then then what side of things would you fall on? And in the in the options being, you know, that you would you'd be a good patriotic American and you would accept the rationing and you send your kids off to war and you're going to fight for the red, white and blue. And people saying that, well, actually, I, I, I blame the American empire for this and I would side with, you know, the Ruskies, which that's not better. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not better. Um, you know, I'd go to Canada. I'd go to Mexico. I'd, I'd go to whatever. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people answering the poll were anti-war and that's great. I'm glad that they are, but we've also seen time and time again that even, even though you may have a population full of people that say we're against war, the interventions have gone on too long, you know, let's, let's shut down Iraq, let's shut down Afghanistan, all that. But it's so easy for people to get whipped back up into that frenzy again. Mm -hmm. Like I re like, you know, I remember the, the it's 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 easier today to say that those things were wrong than to be post 9-11 standing up saying, yeah. oh, yeah, I don't support any of this. I remember walking up and down the halls of my high school and, and, and people saying, I'm going to go join the military. And, oh, do you see? Oh, we're going to war. USA, USA. Do you see those? Do you see those cool videos of those cruise missiles? And I'm like, guys, no. Like so, first of all, those kill people. It's like, it's like the llamas. <laughs> those kill Carl. Those kill people. <laughs> and and like and I and like here I am, like sixteen years old, telling people like they don't have magical shrapnel that only hit enemy combatants. Like people die when these things happen, and innocent people always get caught in the middle when these things happen. And you should have a little bit of empathy for it. Um. And so a country who's been through the world wars, the country, a country who's been through Korea, a country who's been through Vietnam, you would think would know a little bit better. But then when the terror wars came along is right back, right back to a fever pitch. 
I I guess it's just the black pilled cynic in me that says that if we woke up tomorrow and there was some type of genuine military strike that caused one major nation in this world or another to declare war and all of a sudden lines were being drawn down the center. I hate to say it, but I, I'm willing to bet north of 95% of America would be like, all right, let's do it. Wartime, let's go. I support the troops. I bet we'd be right back where we were. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have your friends and neighbors saying, oh, they want to keep their kids out of it. Well, look at you. You think you're so special. Well, my kid went off to go fight for our freedoms, not yours, you know. And I was like. In Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, in Ukraine. In Kiev? What are they doing there? <laughs> What's my freedoms doing there? I don't know. <laughs> so I I just, I, I'm I'm trying to be more optimistic these days, but I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm seriously concerned about some of the news we're reading right now. I really am. I could, I could see a scenario where no sooner than the Taliban is trying out all their new gear that we left them in Afghanistan, we're, we're just, (laughs) we're just shifting focus to Eastern Europe to start it all over again. And so I think about like, the next generation. Thank God, I just turned thirty-seven, so I'm just an old fogey who's no good to the military <laughs> anymore. But what about what about the next generation? You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm glad you read the news. I can't <laughs> stomach it. Yeah, I was, I was glad to learn about this this Nord Nordstrom thing. Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, it. yeah. There there was like no memes about it. Just a picture of some bubbles, and I'm like, what's going on here? It's all right. D three will tell you about it when he gets an up close look at it. Uh, well, so there's there's this quote. Not to be like a huge freaking nerd. There's this there's this quote from Lord of the Rings, the actual books, not the movie. Um, oh. Where when they're talking at the Council of Elrond, this is something that Gandalf says, and the question is, what would we do? Like they're they're saying, presume we destroy the ring and Sauron is defeated. Then what? What do we do next? And his answer was, other evils there are that may come, yet it is not our part to master all the tides of the world, but to do what is in us for the succor of those years wherein we are set, uprooting the evil in the fields that we know, so that those who live after may have clean earth to till. What weather they shall have is not ours to rule. And I I love that quote. Because it makes a lot of sense that, and that's why I'm glad you guys are here to talk about this, because I know you have kids, and particularly a couple of boys, that you you want to make have may have them have a better life than you had. Like, that's the natural gut instinct mm-hmm. of every parent. Mm-hmm. But you also can't fight all their battles for them either. And so when you're here in the now, you want to try to make their lives as best as you could make it and you want to try to leave the world better than how you found it but you also know that you you won't be there one day and they're going to have their own dragons to slay that that's going to be in their time and that's going to be their battles to fight for their kids mm-hmm. but this is different though isn't it like this is one that no they're still they're still my kids and I'm not going to allow this I'm not going to let this happen and it's it's so easy for us to sit here and say, well, if everybody just got together and said they weren't going to fight, then there wouldn't be wars. Yeah, well, fuck off. That's never going to happen. That's not real. That's not real life. 
It, it, people get right. brought up into the fury of war, and you we're right back to it. I told you this was going to be a really positive, upbeat segment we were going to yeah, do. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good. Went so well. we, we have to all find a place in Mexico that we're going to go. Yeah. A meeting spot to stay? Yeah. Where we go? We'll set up our cartel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Whatever. Name it. <laughs> yeah. Well... It's not going to be Columbia, Tennessee, because everybody around here is going to tie the ribbons on their trees and be ready for war. It's just it's what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it it reminds me. I wrote that one article that I wrote that was a whole big thing about John Harlan Willis, who was the Medal of Honor recipient uh, during World War II. That was from Columbia, Tennessee. And I know a lot of people say, "Well, World War II was different." To which I would reply, "Was it?" <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's so easy for people to justify in hindsight. Oh well, you know we gotta everyone's gotta pay their buck oh five. Like really, is that what we're just gonna go with every single time they come when they come for your kids? Is it gonna be oh well, you know we all have to do it? No. Bye, son. Good luck. Yeah, I'd, I'd say no. no. Absolutely not. But with John Harlan Willis, for people that don't know that story, I'll, I'll tell it really quick before we take our final break here. He actually went to my high school. He went to Columbia Central High School. And when he was uh, 17 years old, he, because uh, he wasn't even 18 yet, he lied about his age, uh, joined the Navy, I think it was, and he was going to be a combat medic because he wanted to go to medical school. And he went to Iwo Jima out in the Pacific, and his commendation for when he won the medal, it reads like out of an action movie. So they're sitting here trying to assault this position, this hill that the Japanese are dug in on, and they're just getting shot to pieces. And he gets hit by shrapnel. So he just takes a casual stroll back to the medical tent, because that's what you do when you got hit by shrapnel. And before they give him the go-ahead to head back to the front, he checks himself out of the hospital. He goes back to the front, and he dives into a bunker, a foxhole, where some Marines are pinned down, and... They're all injured. And he's trying to give them plasma to keep them alive. And the Japanese start throwing grenades into the foxhole. They threw eight grenades at him, and he threw seven of them back before the eighth one killed him. Hmm. And they awarded him the Congressional Medal of Honor. And they've got all the citation of why he won it, and they've got this picture of Harry Truman awarding the medal to his widow, and and she's sitting there holding his baby that never got to meet his dad. Mm. And they they make it out to be this big proud moment. And it's like, would would you rather have that plaque in the metal in your living room, or would you rather have your son? Right. We can't do this anymore. I agree. I so. I'm not trying to pressure you guys to start, like, a guerrilla movement to attack the federal government. I'm just saying that it's going re- to gonna require people saying, you can't have my children. Period. Right. Yep. Well, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> I, I, li- I like to think that other people feel that, that way, too, you know? But I know what you mean. 
they're gonna say mm-hmm. oh but go fight for our country you know and it's like no <laughs> well mary on that note we're gonna get you out of here on this one hey thanks oh <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh, crap. <laughs> Is mayonnaise a spread? Can you define spread? <laughs> Is that allowed? No, I cannot. A sentence. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh uh, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. It's a condiment, I believe. To me, it is just like ketchup or mustard. You know, you put it on a sandwich. I don't know what you define a spread as, but if it's, I'm wrong anyway, so just hit the button. <laughs> no, okay, so it's a yes or no question, Mary. Is mayonnaise a spread? No. I'm just going to say yes because you spread it on. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mary. Mayonnaise is not a spread. Butter, for instance, is a spread. Mayonnaise is oh. not a spread. I thought you had it there for a second because you said, it. well, I, I think did. it's a condiment. And then, no, you gave it away. What prize did she not win, Dave? Uh, a new wagon. It was a red, a red rider or red was radio flyer, brand new garden wagon. Well, he had it downstairs. Better luck next time, guys. We're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at Alan Mosley TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page youtube.com slash alan mosley tv we're also on on odyssey go and support a free speech platform it's odyssey.com at alan mosley tv if you're more of a listener than a watcher you can get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice that's thanks to anchor.fm it's anchor.fm slash alan mosley tv uh dave mary do you have a final thought uh yeah we need to eat some fondue together Oh. Also, good show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I, I learned something today. What's that? I don't know. It's that Nord Stream thing. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like normally, when he says, "Well, I learned something today," then he does yeah. a whole big yeah, and you just say, yeah. "You just look <laughs> at me awkwardly." It's <laughs> just letting you know. You just said, I learned something today, and then the credits just start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary, where are you going? You're not going to stick around for the after party? I, I can. I, I just thought I didn't know how long I was, you know. Invited. Invited to stay, yes. Yeah, well, imagine our surprise. We didn't know what was going to happen tonight either. 
Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Never would have guessed. Um. Well, we gotta we gotta have the big birthday celebration in the after party. I think. Oh yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh, guys, thanks for so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. Maybe in the after party, we'll tell everybody about the Mangrate. The Mangrate? <laughs> You've heard of the Mangrate, right? You have? <laughs> no. D3, you're going to love Eastern Europe, dude. <laughs> I still don't understand how... Butter is a spread mayonnaise. He'll probably get to tour Poland when he's on tour and like see the the fatherland and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you can find some records and see where we came from. Yeah, yeah. Learn about the old country while he's fighting the Chicoms and the Ruskies. It'll, it'll be fine. I wouldn't worry.